podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. Happy Sunday, episode 861. We're going to do part two with Seth today. But before we jump into that, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the most revolutionized shooting machine on the market. You know, go over and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you will see tips, inspirations. What I love about them is they're always giving back. So go over and check them out. Mention Coach Unplugged. They'll give you $350 off. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. If you're looking for a roadmap, if you're looking for like-minded coaches, if you're looking Looking for someone that's not going to just put up a site and forget about it is going to be there, not on this once a month, you know, co- coaching call. I will be there. I will set up a one-on-one call. Um, it is what makes our community unique. Go over and check out teachhoops.com and let's go back or off to the podcast. From the fifth quarter studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Invented the post-its. I love you. Because yeah. you solved, I mean, the, what I tell my students, too, when we talk about this in my stats class, they said the paperclip isn't that old. And they go, what do you mean? I said the paperclip's like 100 years old. Someone came up with the paperclip. Like, yeah. you think it's been here forever. It hasn't been. Like, yeah. you know. These things are solutions to people's problems. That's right. Um, we, we say is, where do you hear your neighbors complaining? That's, there's an opportunity for a business there. Right. Yeah. Always. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like so crazy. It's like my yeah. brother taught me that so well, but that sounds like, I mean, I love the leadership aspect of it for coaches. And um, so do you have a website? Do you have that before? I got some basketball questions specifically. Sure. You have a website or what? I do. So I just started it and I've actually, you're getting, I've never announced this website before right now. Okay. So, so this won't, this uh, is not going out. That's, I didn't, I, didn't, I figured that was the case. That, it's it's that probably months. It's probably months. Okay. Well, it will be out by then. It will okay. be out by then. But okay. my website is TCD. That's the letters TCD. It stands for Trust, Commit, Delight. TCDteams.com. And basically all the website is, is all of my contact information, ways for, for people to contact me if they want any help doing this on their high school teams or in their classrooms. And then it's basically a collection of my ideas on leadership. And so it's basically kind of, uh, it's just a souped up blog. It's a blog that looks pretty nice. That's, it's my own website and you can, you can contact me. And is is the stuff that you just put on Twitter on there? Uh, so some of it is, yeah. So the, what's okay. on the website is pretty much just dedicated to leadership. It's not, it's less of like X's and O's coaching, stuff like that. Okay. But it's, it's really just kind of the things that I've learned from doing this leadership program and how I use them in my basketball program. It's specifically that, but I haven't, you know, I, I might, who knows, depending on how people, people have responded so strongly to that Twitter thread the other day that maybe, maybe I will kind of mold it into both the X's and O's, you know, uh, offensive defensive identity and leadership all together but at first I had just imagined it'd be kind of leadership focused just because again mainly who I work with are teachers I'm trying to take work that I already do with teachers and translate it into coaches but um okay so yeah. we won't dive into it right now I've got some ideas for you yeah we'll okay it. we'll do awesome. it off the air I love it <laughs> um I love it because I've been running yeah anyway I'm like Mr. Side Business Guy trust me so we'll talk afterwards I've got some ideas for you Great. um okay so, because I'm not going to bore all the listeners. You guys don't care about that. <laughs> if you do, go listen to Teacher Side Gig. That's one of my other podcasts. Okay, Long cool. High School Hoops. I'll do, I'll do a plug right now for my other th- podcast because I do 10 podcasts a week. That's how crazy. crazy. 
it is crazy. Um, all right. If, um, coaching philosophy, give me your coaching philosophy in a paragraph. Okay. Um, coaching philosophy in a paragraph is, um, I'll give you my vision statement. Um, my vision statement is that I hope to come alongside families to help uh, young women discover who God made them to be. That's my vision statement. And for me, I've, my mission statement from my vision statement, my coaching philosophy is that for me, I found that the most effective way to be able to do that is as a coach. Um, and so that's why I coach uh, basketball. If you want to get more specifically kind of into the basketball side of things, um, I think that my job as a coach, I think the measure of any leader is how they develop other leaders, is how they develop leadership in others. So my job as a coach, I feel like is to take every single one of my players and develop them as leaders primarily. Um, and I think a lot of coaches hear that and they might think that, okay, you know, their his practices are probably rah, rah. No, we, we do practices just like any other coach, you know, um, but it's the culture and the environment that you create. You, you, I'm sure you know that in the classroom. I think the primary responsibility we have as a coach, other than knowing yourself first, um, is to create an environment where those things can happen, where, where young men and young women feel like they can be their best. Um, and that requires, I think, again, there's a bias when people hear that, uh, that it's all love and it's all, you know, it's what I would call high support. Um, but no, I think high challenge and being challenging and having high expectations of players is, is just as important and helping them discover who they were, um, who they should be or who they're meant to be, um, just as much as, you know, telling them that you believe in them. So, right. yeah, um, I mean, and the yeah. thing is, I hate when people say we don't have any leaders. Well, you haven't taught them how to lead. Like, 100%. <laughs> yep. it just irritates me to no end. It's like you can't expect them to know they're, they're 17 years old. They don't, how do you expect them to know? Yeah, I, I generally push back against any of the rhetoric that is always like, oh, young people these days, blah, blah, blah. It's, you know, it's, I, I think it's, every generation has said that about the younger generation. And that usually points more to the older generation yeah. than it does the younger one. You know? Well, and I, and I, and I tell my son this, I said, leaders not only worry about themselves, they worry about others. You know, that's such a big part of it. And it's like, and how does, and then how does that correlate to other things? And um, what, um, What's the hardest thing to teach in the, as a basketball coach? What do you think the hardest skill to teach is? Ooh. Um, so I'll, I'll actually go from, a, you know, again, I'm teaching girls who most of them, when they come into our program in middle school, have never played a sport before, not just basketball, but a sport. Um, and for me, the, the skill that I have the hardest time with is just, I would say general coordination, but the way that it plays itself out the most for us is with ball handling, um, where, you know, there's a lot of, there's, you know, it's kind of like, there's this idea that, you know, if you just work on it long enough, you will get to the point where you're a good ball handler. Um, but that may be true, but when you're starting with players who have never worked on their coordination before, getting them to the point where they're coordinated enough and good enough ball handlers by the time they're in high school to be high school basketball players is really, really, really hard, really difficult. And it's the biggest problem that I see in my program. Now I'm working with obviously a, a lot different caliber of an athlete than a lot of the coaches even I see on Twitter or a lot of coaches who, you know, don't necessarily might not have to worry about teaching a player sport the idea of sport in the first right. place but that's definitely the hardest thing my I, guys I over dribble like i'd get them to stop dribbling like yeah. it's yep. like 
you're, you're, you're not LeBron. Stop dribbling so much. Yes. Um, do you have a coaching success or failure that a, another coach who's listening to this could dive into? Oh, 100%. My, okay. my coaching career, um, I coached in North Carolina for one year. And we took a team that was 10 and 14 the year prior. And um, that next year, we went 19 and 7, went, uh, won the conference for the first time in school history, went to the state tournament for the first time in school history, um, and won a state tournament game for the first time in school history. And I went from that to being a head coach uh, here in the greater Atlanta area as 23 years old and was convinced that. Um, wherever I went was going to be successful. And three years later, I went winless, 0-26. Uh, it was a series of very, very unfortunate events. Um, we had, you know, basically, it doesn't really matter what the circumstances were, but just, you know, we had girls that were asked to leave the school, um, and we had players that left the school and all of these things that I felt like I had worked towards and spent hours and hours, and hours in developing our program, just in like a couple of decisions, it was all gone. Boom. And we went from basically a steady climb and wins to this was going to be the year that um, we were going to see success. And this is the year that it was finally going to kind of translate and everyone was excited. The community was excited. And um, just like that, it all disappeared and going from, you know, finally, this being the year to having a winless season was career defining for me. Uh, and I'm just as competitive as anybody out there. Um, and it really, really forced me to completely recalibrate what success meant. A lot of coaches talk about that all the time. And, uh, but I had to do it. You know, I, I said it too. I, I talked about defining success by, by the process and not you know, goals and not the end result and yada, yada. I said all that stuff before that too. Well, Hey, going winless really forces you to think that way. And so that's <laughs> really, had, we've all had those at some point, the, the streak, we refer to it as a streak. It's like when you're in it, it's, it's a dark time. If you're competitive, it was, it's a dark time. Absolutely. And I've <laughs> never struck, you know, the way that I'm wired uh, because I, I feel like I'm a natural learner. I, you know, just, Honestly, I'd never really struggled with any form of self-doubt before. That may, maybe just tells you how prideful I can be at times. But and I just massive seasons of self-doubt and wondering if, you know, I, why was I doing this? And it really forced me to answer a lot of those bigger questions. And just now, from then, I've completely reframed why I'm doing what I'm doing and what matters to me. And, um, and you know what? I, we won three games the next year. Um, and, and then this past year, we actually saw a little bit more success. And that, that next season and the season after were the, it was the most fun it had ever been for me to walk into the gym because I knew exactly why I was walking into the gym and what my purpose was. And it was two of the most fulfilling years of my coaching career because I had, you know, gotten that opportunity to really have to evaluate what matters to me um, and why it matters to me. So. Oops, I'm on mute here. Um, I was trying not. I was shuffling papers and trying not to interrupt you. Um, no, you're good. If you could talk, oops, I'm going to save that one. Okay, I'm going to do my rapid fire next. Um, cool. So, quick questions. Uh, they can be. Mm -hmm. They don't have to necessarily be quick answers, but um, they tend to be shorter ones. What's your? The first one is. What's your favorite brand of basketball? The actual ball you play with. Oh man. Um... 
I got to say, I really like these new Wilson Evos that we plan with down here in Georgia because for me, I didn't like the waves personally because I felt like they were very inconsistent from ball to ball. Whereas these Evos, I feel like they're actually, you know, people could talk about the color. I like the feel of them. And I just like for my own players, I like how consistent they are from ball to ball. Each ball feels relatively the same if you get that PSI right. So um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I like I, – I probably have a bias towards the rock because that's what we played with when I was in high school. Um, but I would say right now, I, I, I like the new ball. I like the Wilson Evo. Yeah, they're getting – it's getting more votes. Um, do you have a superstition? No, I'm not superstitious at all. I'm an evidence-based guy. I'm, 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 I kind of look at – uh, I, I'm a researcher at heart and, and at mind, so I tend to kind of uh, push back against superstitions. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I have ritual. I, I should reword that question. I said, do you have a ritual? Do you have something you um, do for every game? Because superstition has literally a connotation. Yeah. I'm not superstitious absolutely. in yeah, the sense that right, if right, I put right. my left shoe on before my right shoe, we're going to lose. But I am, I am, I do have rituals. You know, like, yeah. like, like it's getting me ready, like putting your uniform on is a ritual. Like, yeah. Yeah. I have rituals. rituals. Yeah. I have rituals. I would say my rituals mostly are the night before a game than they are on game day in terms okay. of my process of preparing, but just the way I watch film, the notes I take and how I kind of process those notes and get ready. Definitely do the same thing every game. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to write myself a note. I'm going to change that question because everyone always kind of like, the superstition, like, hey, I, the word yeah. has a meaning and it's like, I got to, I got to, um, and I've asked that question for years, but I think ritual might be better. Uh, one word to describe your ideal player. Oh, skilled. Okay. Yep. Um, if you could go to one sporting event in the world, what would you go to and why? Oh man. Um, whew. you know, this is probably an answer you probably haven't gotten a lot. I would love to go to the Australian rules football final. Uh, because I don't know if anybody's familiar with Aussie rules football It's huge down there. I don't really know much about it, except that I know that it's like this thing that in Australia is huge. And I would love to go visit Australia. So I'd say the women's final four uh, NCAA final four is probably up there, but something that's kind of a little out of the box. I'd love to go see that Aussie rules final. That'd be pretty cool. Yep. No one said that we've had Gallic Gallic Irish football or Gaelic there's okay yeah one of those but I've never had that one um what's your favorite pregame meal oh any pasta any pasta big I love uh let's say we'll say baked CD. okay um one thing you do to relax read I love reading I anything that I feel like I'm learning hey everybody Hope you're enjoying the podcast as much as I am. Please go over and check our website, teachhoops.com, for coaches who want to get better. Uh, 14-day free trial. It's got it's got office hours. It's got one-on-one calls. It's got handouts. It's got practice plans. It's got how to do just – It's a, it's got a roadmap for you. That's what you need, a roadmap. Um, so go over and check that out. Again, it helps us keep the lights on. It helps us keep this, this – this, uh, train a chugging um subscribe and like we would love that um if you love these podcasts especially in apple and spotify if you leave us a five-star review we would really appreciate that all right let's hit back that i feel like i'm learning typically during basketball season yeah there you go um outside (laughs) of the basketball realm is kind of where i but i love reading read all the time so you're a lot younger than me yeah. <laughs> enjoy it because you can see all the books behind me and there's probably boxes and boxes in the basement I can't, I can't do it as much as I used to because it makes me fall asleep. Like, yep. 
Yep. So I listen. I, Audible's like was oh, yeah. Audible changed my life literally yeah, for like, sure. That and podcast because I listen to I can listen rather than sit and actually read. I love reading. I love the feel of paper. I love books, yep. but I just like if it's like four o'clock in the afternoon, I'll just start. I feel like I'm seventy five years old. Um, one coaching technique. One coaching technique you think is important. Um, so I'll just stay on the leadership kind of kick. Um, one thing that I do is, uh, one of the tools we use is something called a support challenge matrix. And it's, it can seem silly, but this is a really good way for me to stay, um, intentional about the feedback I'm giving my players. Uh, everybody's different. Every player is different. So their relationship to feedback is completely unique. So there's this tool that we use that basically helps me calibrate support or challenge. And so when I walk up to every player, question I'm asking is what does this player need from me right now? Do they need support or challenge, which support and challenge are two words for basically, you know, encouragement versus critique, whatever, you know, truth you and harmony out, is what I use. Yeah, exactly. So truth. So or you want harmony. Right, right, right. And so I literally envision that tool on their foreheads, which can kind of seem weird, but for me, I'm a natural challenger. And so my instinct is always, my tendency is always to challenge, to help someone become better. And so that's just my little intentional way of always making sure that, hey, let me provide what my player needs to perform at their best right now, because it's not always what I want to offer. Sometimes it's what they need to hear. So just that idea of always thinking about what does my player need for me right now, support or challenge is a technique that I I love that. I love that. Um, Best basketball player you have seen in person. Okay. Uh, like at a game or played against or it doesn't well, matter. That's I, I basketball to, player you have seen in person. I mean, I, I, I'm a bias being a Davidson guy, but I got to go watch Steph play Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors play the Oklahoma City Thunder a couple of years ago in San Francisco. And that was incredible. Uh, so Check. that's, yep. yeah, no, no, no argument here. Uh, best basketball player of all time. Ooh. Um, I think it's still got to be MJ. I think it's still got to be MJ. I think Le- I think LeBron is probably the most skilled player in the history of the game relative to his athleticism and size. But I think at this point it's still the I you know a lot of people made this argument. I think that LeBron's biggest you know hit the thing that he has going for him in terms of the goat conversation is that he's been as good as he is for so long no one's ever had a had a peak of their career like he is still having so we'll see that could yeah, change he spends millions of dollars on his body yeah yeah. Um, yeah i think from the analytics standpoint because we're both math guys i don't know how you argue with michael's numbers like yeah he never lost a game seven yeah <laughs> you know and i'm a big I totally, I'm like, you can't, I'm, a, I'm one of those, you can't compare eras, you know, because there's no way really for us to be able to envision how Michael would have played in today's game. Right. Know? And so I think it's unfair to hold that against guys in the past. So, I mean, I, know, I, it's personally, I put magic, I, I mean, magic and bird change the game. Yeah. Like, yeah. Those two change the way they change the yeah. NBA, they change the game. But anyway, and Steph's I, doing that now. Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean that whole three-point layup thing we were just talking about. Um, uh, one thing you would change about the game? Um, I'm a huge NBA fan, so I will say that one thing that I would change about the well, you know what? I would I'll say this. This actually applies to all basketball. I would get rid of the charge. 
I think that the on-ball defender should still be able to take a charge, obviously. Um, but I think that help charges should go away. I think it's a dangerous play. I think it puts players at risk. Uh, I think that it doesn't really make sense at all with the way basketball has going. If you think about just the NBA, I'm a big NBA fan. You know, freedom of movement has been all of the rules that they've put in for the last however long have just been to um, to increase freedom of movement. And I think that the help, the second secondary defender taking a charge uh, needs to I, I don't know that I'll say it needs to go away I'll say that it's I don't like I don't think it re, any part of that reinforces a behavior that seems like it would benefit the game of basketball um, and it just seems like a dangerous play to me so I'll also say that I think that Americans uh, American players should start playing with a shot clock at 12 years old like the rest of the world does that's another change I'd like to see happen but I would say in terms of the game that ain't gonna I, happen I anytime soon I'm no, telling you it's that not one. it's not but because yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially in today's world um and there's a whole that's a whole different discussion on the shot clock yeah um we just passed it here in georgia so three years and we have the shot clock i'm, I'm thrilled yeah it'll be it'll, it'll, i personally think it's gonna make all high school games in georgia similar yeah it could gonna, which isn't necessarily good for the game well i i would disagree actually i think that i think that it allows you an opportunity uh, just for us i believe in the pack line Okay. Again, we're a, we're a school that does most of, you know, 19 out of 20 games we're the less athletic team. So we have to play a bend don't break defense yep. and the pack line works, but for us, we get punished for playing the pack line because there's no shot clock. Right. So teams can just pass the ball around the perimeter against us for a minute and a half to, so till we're worn out and then there's a breakdown or something like that. And so, um, I think it my argument would be then you can, you don't have to play the pack line. No, 100%. 100%. But if we don't, if we don't, it, our score differentials would go like this, yeah. not like this. No, I, yeah, I, so. I disagree. I mean, I, yeah. I think it's going to cause more possessions. Better teams going to win in more possessions. Yeah, and, and that's so what I think. I, the, I, think also, I think the upsets, I think the I'm going to pull the ball out, I think the I'm going to take 35, 40 seconds off every possession and you're not is going to go away. So, therefore – why is that a bad thing for the game? But, but the analytics is, I think, that the better team is always going to win. Do you want yeah. always the better team to win? I, I don't want to say that I want the better Cause, team cause, to win. Because then there's no test match. But I think it – well, I mean, think about it as a coach. I think that the better coaches will shine more under a shot clock than they would not. And coaches who are better at teaching the game to their players. And so, for me, I believe I'm good at that, and I want that to shine. But it doesn't because we don't have a shot clock. But I also think that I'm also afforded more opportunities to play different styles of defense than I am now. Now, without a shot clock, every team really theoretically should press and try to force as many turnovers as they can. And when you have a shot clock, being able to throw a new look defense out for a possession here, a possession there, three-quarter court press, all of this stuff, I think are things that also could you know make an upset more likely to happen than before. So I think that the true tacticians of coaches in high school basketball will actually be able to take a team that maybe is not as better and actually help them upset maybe. more than they might. So you're the first person to actually make a valid argument on that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm dead serious. So Glad to hear I mean, I, I, and I'm not, I'm not against it. I just think that what makes high school basketball unique, first of all, there should be one governing body. If you listen to my podcast, making, all, making the rules for basketball, Amen. but there are all these different rules. It's crazy to me. 
another side note is we should get rid of the jump ball. I'm not sure why we throw the ball to start the game. It's just the dumbest thing ever. Why do we do that? Anyway, stupid. I like that. Yeah. Yep. So that's mine. Get rid of the yeah. jump ball because they're horrible at throwing it. Just give it to the visiting team. Oh, my team. gosh. Let's yes. go. Give it yeah. to the visiting team. Let's go. Sure. Yeah. Done. I like that. Alternating possession. We're all good. Yeah. Everyone will kind of know. But the, the only issue I'm having is I think what makes a lot of the college games look similar, right? A lot of the NBA games look similar in style. If you go to a lot of high school gyms, you see lots of different styles and sure. lots of different things. I think when the shot clock comes, which it's going to come, that's going to change. That's my only argument against it is I think there's something pure about, you know, if I try to pull the ball out for four minutes, bless me if I, you know. I, <laughs> but I just – see, I just don't think that's basketball. To me – but it is not yeah see i don't know maybe but why isn't it why isn't it like if if i I pull it out then you can come out and defend me no one's saying you have to play that two three zone and sit there and how often does that actually happen like those are outliers the ones you see on tv where it's 12 to 2 are outliers how many high school games are actually played it depends on the length of the shot clock first of all if it's 45 Mm -hmm. seconds 40 seconds not going to really matter if it's 30, it's going to matter yeah. because I'm going to 2 2 one you, yep. and then I'm probably going to zone you, yep. and then I might switch. And I just think that's my only concern about it. I, yeah. I, again, not against it. Don't send me the knots. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Um, yeah, I, I think everything you just said would work better under a shot clock in terms of game scheming against the other team to throw a 2 2 one than this, than this um, would take if, – if I'm a team – if I'm a coach with a less talented team, that gives me more of an advantage to be able to do that with a shot clock than without, I would say. Maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, I, it depends on length, too, because I just yeah. think there's going to be some really bad shots taken if it's a 30-second shot. Well, and that's to your point about college. I think that the reason everyone looks the same or a lot of teams look the same in college is actually a skill deficiency. It's not because of the shot clock. Like, if you look at the top 10 teams every year – they're actually quite varied in the ways that they play. And then, but you have to, then the, what you have to do is you have to jump like the next 100 teams in the rankings and go find those mid majors teams who've really bought into a style like St. Mary's, like the Sims, who have like, you know what, this is going right. to be our identity. This is how we're going to Iona. And you find, you find a lot of variance there. But it, in the powers, in the, you know, the big power five conferences, yeah, there's the top teams that play variance, and then everyone else, I'm with you, they play ugly boring basketball but that's i would say that's a skill deficiency not yeah maybe that's something but, that's but really isn't the variance big clock. isn't the standard deviation bigger in high yes. school yeah. basketball yeah no I, you're right 100 yeah yeah it's Definitely. gonna i mean that's what i yeah when when teams aren't i yeah it would be inter- it would be interesting anyway don't get me started about yeah. the econ yeah. teacher running the shot clock it's not easy to run a shot <laughs> clock um yeah. you know we're dealing with we're we're dealing with heart, uh, the deficiency of officials as it is. Yeah. Now they oh got gosh. another thing to worry about. There was a push in our state to put the arc in for the charge. It's like, what are you talking? The officials have enough things to worry about. They don't have to worry yeah. about whether someone's in and they don't have instant replay. But yeah. anyway, yeah. literally, we could do seventeen podcasts. In we show. could again. We could. really don't care that much. I think <laughs> it's coming. I think yeah. this pandemic probably caused it to be pushed back a little bit because of the finances. Mm. Yeah, no doubt. Um, because it's another person at your table and the Absolutely. shot clock. Yeah, their shot clocks, they're not cheap. 
yeah, they're not cheap. No, but not even that. And that that now someone you can't keep this. You can't keep the score and do the shot clock. It's got to be a separate right. person yep. at the table. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, I told my AD I'll do it when I retire. I'll keep the shot clock if they if we ever get it. Nice. Um, best game you've seen in person. Um. Hmm. I saw a man. Let's see. I saw a triple overtime. It was unfortunately it was a loss. Triple overtime loss uh, between Davidson and Western Carolina in the SoCon tournament when I was in college. That game was incredible. So I'll say that. Yeah. Okay. In the in the Explore in the Explore Asheville dot com arena. <laughs> Sorry, I was coughing there. Um. Um. Favorite quote or saying? Uh, my favorite quote is, if they haven't learned it, you haven't taught it, which is a John Wooden quote. Um, and I just think that, you know, that it, this is a – lots of other coaches have talked about this, uh, but I think it's so true that if you have to say, I've told you a thousand times and then insert whatever, that's a problem with your teaching. It's not a problem with the player. And a lot of times we blame the player. So, yeah. We do. Um, one word to describe your coaching style. Can it be a hyphenated word? Yes. I'll say player centered, player centered. Okay. Um, one book you'd recommend. Um, let me see. I don't even remember what I put. One book that I would recommend would be culture code culture code by Daniel Coyle. Um, I, I think I love books on kind of, culture and especially books that are evidence-based. Um, I think that leadership books for the most part are not great because it's one or two good ideas hidden within 250 pages of fluff. Um, and just give me the idea. Uh, but I think that culture code by Daniel Coyle really, it, it, when I read it, it helped me understand how to build an environment for my players to succeed better than probably, uh, a lot of other books that I've read. So I'd say that one. Okay. Um, what would you tell your, if you last, this is the last question, what would you tell your younger self? Um, I would tell my younger self, don't act like you know it all. (laughs) You're not, you're not as good as you think you are. Amen. I'm going to end with that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you, coach. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Hey everybody. Hope you enjoyed that. If you want to support us, you want to help us get the lights on here at teachups.com, go over, join 14 day free trial. And then Stop the car, subscribe, like, Apple five-star review. That would be good. All right, maybe. Have a good day. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.